Hi, welcome to the Sweaty Palms podcast. Sweaty Palms is a Belgium-based music platform that urges their community to discover and share new music and ideas from which relationships can be built. In our podcast, we'd like to dive into the minds of people we think have a huge influence on their scenes and surroundings, ranging from artists and promoters to passionate diggers, road creatives, and your average Joes. I'm your host, Eunice, an Android-based music producer, graphic designer, and apparently a podcast host. Sisobrino, an artist based in Brussels with his roots stretching back strongly to Bolivia. The musician, producer, composer, DJ, and whatnot melts Latin genres like bachata in a blanket of modern electronica influences. His latest offering, Pocoaleto, on the Dengue 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 owned label Quebrada, built on his last two records where he shows another shade of his repertoire. This special episode was recorded in front of a live audience from the Muka Museum in Antwerp for Full Circle. Hey, welcome to another special episode of the Sweaty Palms podcast. My name is Eunice, and today I'm joined by Witz, Sisobrino. Hello, hello, hello. We are uh, on the roof of the Muka Museum in Antwerp for Full Circle. Uh, so thank you, Full Circle, for having us here. Uh, it's special to do this in a semi-open place. We're in a, uh, what's the English word for the seta? Uh, Mm, greenhouse. Greenhouse. You see? We have oh uh, we also have people here this time, which is a first. Uh so welcome to the to the audience. Uh, hey. Nice. ASMR. Uh, <laughs> feeling it, I can tell. Hey, yes. how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm feeling fine, a bit tired. Uh it's been a it's been a heavy week, but a good week. Nice. Uh so yeah. Yeah, it's been a been tough weeks for me too. Yeah. Working hard. Hardly uh, working. Hardly working. <laughs> no. no, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, so for the people that may not know you, give us a quick introduction of who Susabrino is. Um, let's start in 1994. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're also from 94. Yeah, I am. Nice. Yes, 94 you are. babies. Hey, let's go. Um, October 10. So that's a 10-10. No pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, yeah, Susobrino is um, is a music artist, I would say, uh, with influences of his roots, which is like uh, Bolivia, but then it widens out of South American or Latin American influences, which is also African uh, and all kinds of world music, I would say. And there is the bridge with electronic music and modern relatable music of today. And I try to like those two communities or worlds, try to collide them in, in that same bridge. Yeah. That's, I, I guess that's Susobrino, I guess. Cool. <laughs> I very much, uh, as a, from my own artistic view, uh, point of view, I very much empathize with having those worlds collide and, mm. and having music from your own roots and yeah. then finding the electronic bridge in that, yeah. uh, which I think is a very nice thing to do at this point in uh, how far technology and music has come. Uh, that's a very interesting circle. It uh, is. Why did you start doing that? Did you feel that? Because I know that your past project was a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my past project was just... Um, I would say I, w I always come up with uh, Pokemon, uh, like the first evolution for <laughs> me. And it's like still figuring out what I wanted to do. And I think that's the best, uh, was my best formula to to really find my butterfly of the caterpillar, mm -hmm. right? Um, the butterfree. The butterfree, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so, yeah, in, I, I, I used to make any type of music. And that led to me to, and there was always this Latin uh, little influence in me, like, but that didn't dare really to go fully on mm. until my last year of Big Cell Music, like my, is it is it a university? I'm not sure. Like a uni college, whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, uni college of of music, and my mentor at the time, Micha Volders, 
he he like I wanted to do something with my roots. As I said, like I want to go to Brussels, find the Bolivian community or South American community, and do something with them. But I didn't know what. And then he just said bluntly, like, "Why don't you just go to Bolivia?" I was like, "What the fuck? I can do that?" <laughs> so, and I, 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 like that really changed my entire vision, <clears throat> musically, and artistically, and and yeah, that was like uh, a, a snap that that had to happen, definitely. I think it's very interesting what you said with um, your first evolution, uh, yeah. slightly tapping into like the Latin culture, yeah. uh, because for me it was very much the same. Where under my old project, I flirted with Arabic and African influences but I never explicitly put them out there. And now that's all I do. Yeah. Because I feel that it's very uh, strong to my identity and that's what you yeah, want to do. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I really, yeah, tell, tell no, me. No, I was just going to say, like, I think it's very interesting to hear more artists um, make or create in any kind of discipline from that point of view where their um, their identity <coughs> and their cultural <coughs> heritage is uh, more prominent than yeah. when they used to, like, sneak it in and, and not be, like, as yeah, outspoken about exactly. it. exactly. I think it, it really has to do also with, with ourselves of growing up um, maturely in a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I also really like that, like seeing um, friends or colleagues <laughs> uh, doing like, uh, like really finding their, their selves like rude wise or, uh, and yeah, I really like that. I really like that. Um, it, 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 it feels also like I'm, I'm not alone, like, or, Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice, like to to see everyone like really uh, tapping into their roots, and 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 I, I really think that's a beautiful thing. Also, like like um, I would like Jacob Collier, for example, for me is like huge uh, inspiration for me, and you can really tell that he also does these bridges of of types of genres that probably has happened, but. He really puts a focus on it, and mm -hmm. and to to really see that, like it it admire it. I am I'm I'm so admired by it, and I think that's also like um, yeah, like an inspiration, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. I think it's very um, I think it's instrumental to human growth <coughs> and with the way the world is now, and then everybody's also. so spread out, and then yep. uh, a lot of us. Uh, young musicians or not so young musicians anymore um have like diaspora roots and and, mm -hmm. and want to explore that more and i think that's a very um natural growth to like grow out of what just is the standard european system yeah. of making music exactly and then growing out of that so. I, also like you say because everything is so um connected now with internet everything is so close by mm -hmm. like I, I can just text to australia or, or to my family in bolivia like, I think that's also like a double-edged sword, but like the fact that everything is so close by, it doesn't really feel that connected anywhere, any, anymore in mm -hmm. a way. But I think that's why I wanted to, 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 to express it in my music or something. Yeah. I think also like my way of explaining things <laughs> is so weird. That's why I always uh, let my music uh, yeah. speak for itself i know the feel <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like oh this and this and then you segue and you go half <laughs> around the world in a conversation and then you're like okay that, that was my <laughs> exactly. no i completely get it um how did it feel like after your um mentor uh said oh why don't you just go to bolivia instead of finding the people here um were you like excited or like terrified of doing it and making such a big leap because yeah. i feel that that's like not an easy thing to just like yeah doing. Uh, as i remember i was i was just super excited i was like instantly down just the practical things like money wise i didn't have the money mm. so we did a crowdfunding and that's like for me like a bit like i have to ask for money on for people but once that was out and i was in bolivia i was having the time of my life like that was it felt for me like a holiday, um, honestly. And I, I did hear after that, like pick some music. I heard like um, some other students wanted to go also abroad. And I heard from from uh, from mentors that they said no. <laughs> so maybe they thought like I was 
like having holidays. <laughs> and they were like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. But yeah, it really felt like holidays for me. Like just enjoying every every second. Like also because I was alone and it was my first time going alone to Bolivia. Mm-hmm. So I had all my decisions were on me. So I could say like, I'm going to go there, 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 whatever. Like things were planned uh, briefly or like like the like I would stay two weeks in Santa Cruz for example there were like a rough rough yeah yeah, rough briefings or rough plans but in those two weeks I could do whatever I wanted Mm. I went to strip clubs (laughs) I'm kidding no that was an accident that was an accident (laughs) oh so there is a story there there is a story (laughs) please 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 go there so it was the last days of the last days of um uh, of my trip and so it was Santa Cruz um, the Amazon Sucre La Paz and then back to Santa Cruz because mm-hmm. Santa Cruz is like the airport that uh, brings you back to Spain or Brussels I don't remember and it was my last two days I think <coughs> and I was alone in the hotel and I was like I'm gonna buy a bottle of wine I'm gonna order uh, food this is how all great stories start. <laughs> and and uh, so I drank the bottle of wine, and uh, across my street I heard a club. I as what I thought was a club, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm ready to party. <laughs> it's my last days. Like fuck it. Like I want to enjoy." Um, so I went out. I, I went to the bar, uh, to the club. What I thought it was a bar, a uh, club, but it was a bar. Uh, and there was nobody. There was like 20 people and there was not really a vibe. So I was like, fucking hell. So I went back to the hotel. I asked for a taxi. And then the taxi came. I went in and I said, I want to go <laughs> to a party where there's like um, foreign people. Because I, I like as I thought in my head, like backpackers, like those are the interesting yeah. people in my head at the time. So I said foreign people. And then he was like, ah, yeah. Uh, and I said foreign girls as well. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. And, and then he said, ah, yeah, I know this place called El Paradisio. <laughs> I was like, sure, let's go. And then we went out, we, we drove, we stopped at the place. And he said, um, by the way, if you go out, out of the taxi, just go immediately into the, into the club because it's a sketchy neighborhood. And if you want to go out, if you want to go back home again, text me inside because it's sketchy, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, going to the club. And it was a strip club. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I was because when you entered, you already ha- had to pay like like it was it was pretty expensive. And I didn't understand why. And then I had two cocktails. I went in and I saw the strip club and I heard while I went in. And straight from Venezuela, <laughs> uh, la 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 la. And then this girl with like pumped up boobs. Oh my god! And then like a like a, a stripping pole dance thing. Yeah, it was yeah it was pretty weird. All, like old people, like yeah, sketchy people. I was like just drank my fucking cocktail as soon as I could and texted the taxi driver. I was like, what the fuck? Where did you bring me? So yeah, that was my story. Would you say? My first time. Would you say that the strip club inspired your first record? It definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, I can definitely hear the influence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, good story. Fun. Thank you for sharing. Um, very good segue. But to get back to the essence of it, <laughs> yeah. Um, even though I got a very good. Um, <laughs> During your time in Bolivia, do you feel that um, you managed to meet a lot of different creatives and like uh, inspirational sources that weren't the Serp Club? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that wasn't. Um, I mean, the strip, the strip Club was really no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Honestly, like it was, it was, it was really hard to find like um, like musicians because that was really my goal, mm-hmm. like to to really connect with mus- musicians, artists. I don't know, but. They, w- they would always see me as a tourist, especially like uh, like the people that I really didn't know. 
so the first impression of me is like okay you're a tourist you have money yeah for example i went to a little village and i was asking <coughs> everyone at the streets like do you know a musician or something i want to talk to sorry and um there was this uh, old man he was following me and then he said like i'm a musician i was like okay sure let, let's have a talk and we were talking and it, it kind of felt like a, a good vibe and then um and then i said like let's meet up or something and then he said <coughs> i have an idea like why don't you invite me in sucre which was like a, a city close by to that village um and then i'll play there um and you pay me to bring me there and you pay me that night i was like <laughs> this is not about like a yeah, gig yeah. or anything i just wanted to to connect with you personally yeah. and so it was always that kind of vibe and and it it, it kind of gives me also like this this identity crisis like that um i might be looking bolivian here or latino and then there i look european because mm -hmm. of my clothing and and my way of talking because i have an accent mm -hmm. so that was always like the annoying part that i really couldn't connect that deeply with with musicians so um but i did have one really nice <coughs> what's wrong with me? <coughs> it's uh it's november we're all a little <laughs> bit november. sick uh and um i had one one really nice talk with a with an old man uh in la paz and he was like a musician that always played every two hours or something in this, um, how would, it's called uh, Valle de la Luna. And it's like um, na nature, how do you call it? Like, um, maybe I can describe it, maybe. It's like, like a stone valley. Mm -hmm. And because of the rain, it, it deteriorates or how do you call it like uh, uh um erodes erodes and then it really looks like like uh cr no, not craters um stalactite yeah yeah, yeah. stalagmites and stalactites something yeah. Like <laughs> yes <laughs> english is great today it, it really looks like like a surreal uh plane yeah and 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 then there's this one pillar mm -hmm. that holds like a huge stone naturally and it, it looks like a moon so that's why it's called Valle de la Luna mm. and he plays there every two hours on the flute or whatever just for the tourists that's sick and and then I uh, talked with him uh, separately in, in his little room with all the instruments and we jammed a little bit and that was really nice that was like a genuine talk and, yeah, yeah. and that's what I wanted and and one of those recordings, because uh, I recorded it, mm -hmm. and one of those recordings is on my last track uh, of, of my new EP. Like oh, the new one? Yeah. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. that you use it for your last record uh means you've had a whole lot then from that one trip yeah, yeah. that you can use for the rest of your life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much no nice yeah it um i wouldn't say recycling uh but i just have so much and 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 it's always nice like while making music like ah, i still had some things here yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah there's definitely a lot of things that didn't show in in the which is like my first uh, release now yeah, that yeah. I think about it. Yeah. So it's already been, yeah, that was 2017. So that's already, what the fuck? Fucking four five years. Years, four or five yeah, years ago. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it's growing old. <laughs> older, mature. It's not mature. Old. We're not old. Ripe. Mature. No, Ripe. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like good fruit. Um, no, I, I want to talk a bit more about your newest <laughs> release. Um, like to me personally, <coughs> uh, I've been a fan of your work for 
long time. 2017, maybe. Um, <laughs> and I've seen you play numerous times, and I like the way your live show evolves and you get more and more instruments uh, involved. You remind me of, you know, those people that you sometimes see in the street that have, like, symbols in between their legs. Oh, and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, the shitload of things on their backpack. That's how you remind me of, but, like, in a less clownesque way. Yeah. In a more... <laughs> Modern way. More composed yeah. and more uh, professional way, I would say. Um, but your records also reflect that for me um, in the way that the way they grow and the way you uh, combine your cultural influences with electronic music has been uh, getting more and more set in stone that I feel is also maturing in a way mm. that um, really strikes a, a personal thing for me as well. Uh, so I would like to go into the uh, the process of that record, if you would yeah. feel inclined. I, I really think you just nailed it. What uh, how I how I yes. <laughs> How I um, made the the new EP, like just the experiences that I had so far of all these other releases, and I'm glad I I released those those releases or mm -hmm. albums, because um, <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit. That's but, cool. But like like um, like Pippin, Ashley Morgan, like those are a big influence for me mm -hmm. obviously because they're like my my core french french <laughs> friends <laughs> group shout out to the homies <laughs> and 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 but their their way of 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 releasing i would say like they're very um perfectionist or or very careful with releasing and i totally understand that but for me it's more <clears throat> i put it out there and then I can look back on like how, how I did it back then and now. And I can really see myself evolving and, and, and like I, I tried to do field recording, like very intimate. Then I tried to be a bit more aggressive mm -hmm. as the <laughs> biography always said, but it wasn't aggressive enough for me. Then I was like, I want to be a bit more emotional with only guitar. And like I, I really like like that I I I test myself mm -hmm. like in every diff different angle, and all those experiences I think uh, made me mature, and and also like able to or technical wise like I, I learned a lot more, and also living in Brussels for for one year, like. All those experiences really led me to this EP, and it, it doesn't really have like a, like another storyline. Like it, it's just really like um, growing up and making better music, in my in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get <coughs> that. Especially, I think the uh, change of scenery thing helps yep. a lot. Definitely. Like also like because now. We, we have a studio separate from, like, it's not a bedroom. I'm not a bedroom producer anymore, in a way. <laughs> it's like a, like a goal. Congratulations. Certified. You've, you've made it. <laughs> no, but it really, it really helps also mentally, like, like waking up and then, like, I'm going to go to my job. Mm -hmm. And it's like going out, like really going to the studio. And it's, you're there. You're going for a purpose to make music and 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 you come back home to just chill yeah i think that's really i want to interject on that because i think that's very yeah. interesting um you've been to my previous apartment where yes. i don't live anymore yes. where i had like the studio upstairs upstairs yeah. um <clears throat> for me having that for five years killed my creativity yeah because it was very like it was very functional it looked very professional. People came and were like, wow, this is crazy yeah, and cozy and blah, really blah. Nice. Yeah, it was very nice. But for me personally, I didn't feel like I could write what I wanted to anymore. And then I had like the, the, the thing at Tricks for a while, which was cool because then the guys from Crank were there and then we yep. did some stuff. But uh, especially during lockdown, I started writing more music on the floor of my bedroom. So I just put a keyboard down and started mm. writing stuff. And now I've moved and I've purposefully made my studio in my bedroom again. Oh. And it really changed how I work because I felt for me, I loved having like a dedicated space yeah. and, and especially the first 
two, <clears throat> three years, it was very good to like get stuff done. And especially in, in terms of like the technical things and finishing stuff, it was very good. Yeah. But it made me lose the spark of having like waking up, seeing your guitar, picking it up and doing some stuff. Totally right. Totally right. It's, it's, it's a very different way yeah. of working, but I think that's very interesting that yeah, we... That's nice. the opposite thing. Because I, I, I still appreciate... Because, of course, sometimes I still make um, music at home or something. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Like, for me, it's now, like, my new experience now is, like, having my separate um, workspace. Mm -hmm. And I really love it for now. Uh, for now <laughs> no really <laughs> no no yeah, i get it yeah it's uh i i, I never want to be like this is what it is now mm -hmm. I, like i always try to be like a little octopus um but yeah no i agree it, it is fun to have a space like i i have a separate um atelier uh mm -hmm. with na yeah yeah um but we're uh, ending it because we don't feel that uh, we can do what we need to yeah, do. Yeah, I heard like that you he, can't. He can't drum there. Mm. Um, yeah. I also work with a drummer now, which is, is bullshit. But That's you know. the essential, like um, making music. And you cannot make music? What yeah, the you can make music in very specific ways. So yeah. whenever I go there, it feels very... Yeah, limited. Limited. And, and also, I don't feel at home. Like, I don't feel like it's my place because there's so many rules from outside. And because and, and, it's a building with different artists and mm -hmm. most like painters and stuff like that. So they're very um, under quiet. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, I get and I respect. Uh, but it makes stuff harder. So I felt like going back home mm -hmm. uh, was my space where I could yep. do what I want. And my neighbors are super nice. Yeah, I, I, don't have, I don't have downstairs neighbors. Yep. And I, my upstairs neighbors live in a very weird time zone thing where they're only awake at night so that's cool that's perfect. <laughs> uh and on the sides <clears throat> is fine i think um but it's just like it's it's home and i can like segment what i do so yeah. i think it, but it really depends on like how you work and i think also what phase in your life you're in and also like the the living um uh environment like you said like your neighbors are cool yeah my neighbors they kill me like <laughs> they like they they say like uh musicians uh do not supposed to live in the center. They're supposed to live in the platelands, in the God. in the countrysides. <laughs> like what the hell? Like no respect. And 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 I get like the ateliers, like they want their silence and everything. But I feel like there should be more ateliers mm -hmm. for musicians. Like yeah, like, it's it's insane. Like that we always have to compromise things. And mm -hmm. and I'm very happy and see you like our studio. We have the liberty like the freedom we can be there almost every 24 7 and and it's in a basement we can be as loud as we can that's cool but on the other side like now they put other studios next to us so um, there's some bleeding and yeah yeah. yeah we hear other people playing sometimes it's sometimes pretty annoying yeah that's shitty if you want to record yep i mean it could be cool if you make a thing out of it yeah. but yeah it's not, not really. ideal no, it's not ideal not ideal <laughs> and there's no bathroom either that's, uh, so that's, that's annoying so, so you, you always have to go out so I, I always hold my pee in and then until i can no more and then i go home <laughs> yeah. yeah that doesn't sound <laughs> ideal no but also having the freedom of having a space exactly is, it's a it's, it's a always very, a pro con it's a it's a hard sacrifice Hard I think. life <laughs> we're blessed but also uh burdened by the the access of our of our limitations i guess um, like if i'm if i'm rich or if i get, if i uh, win the lottery i really want like a, a a huge hub with all like ateliers for only musicians mm. <laughs> no let's get no it. but really like like for some no, just a, a a good space for everyone that really can make music. Like yeah, but then everyone so just to, but just people that get that people need to be able to do their thing. That is what is needed because I I feel that um, being with other people from other disciplines is very cool because yeah. it like feeds. But everybody just needs to understand what other people need. Yeah, and exactly. Have like a respect for it, and obviously you don't need to go drumming in a hallway in front of someone's door. No, no but like if you're in your space and it works out, then that's yeah, fine. exactly. I, I understand it's annoying for us, like, because of noise that we have to uh, soundproof everything. But if we get the facility, yeah, then we would love to. Then we would love to. Yes. Um, I have a few things I want to ask, but I'm not sure where I want to start going from here. 
because this was very interesting to me. Yes. I think it's very like it's always cool to hear someone else's workflow and how they work and where, especially because it's very <coughs> different for other people. Um, but going from that, I oh yeah, okay. First one I'll, I'll ask because uh, that's been on my mind for a while. Um, on Instagram, what? what, what? No, no, I'm just <laughs> say a joke, but no, never mind. Please, no, no, the moment has passed. Yes. Um, <laughs> No, on Instagram a while back, I saw uh, videos of you playing live, and I haven't seen your new live show. I think no, because I I couldn't go to your release party because I had to be somewhere else. And blah blah, yeah. you know it is. Sorry, uh, I will buy a record when it's here. <laughs> um, but um, I saw you start playing accordion, <laughs> which I thought was very funny, but yeah. also very interesting. <laughs> and I'm very curious why you picked up accordion. Yeah, like. Uh like out of context, I I can really see that it's funny. And, it's just because I open Instagram and I see, and yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can I can understand it's very funny and gimmicky, and and it works because I, I can really. Hear but it's people a very like, cool oh, instrument. Like, it's it, I think it's a very cool yeah, instrument. Like I I really love it, but like I can understand like like audience wise like they're like, man, what the hell? Okay, let's roll with it, but um. Like, was it last year, or I think it was last year, or like the first year of I don't want to say the word, <laughs> but the uh, Voldemort. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, I yeah, I I was just searching music, digging music, and I stumbled into Mexican uh, music, mm -hmm. and it was. Um, uh, it was really nice, <laughs> and then also Colombian music, and in Colombian music, it's really like uh, a lot of accordion mm -hmm. with the cumbia music. Okay. <clears throat> I was obsessed. Then I saw the movie Ya No Estoy Aquí, I'm No Longer Here, okay. which was on, on Netflix. I hope it's still on Netflix, and you should definitely see it. Uh, I am no longer here. Okay. From Fernando Ferias, I think. Um, and it's about it's about a marginalized um, community in Monterrey, Mexico, and uh, it's about cumbia rebajada, which means uh, slow down cumbia. And it was literally like apparently one of the DJs or the cumbia DJs they uh, accidentally put a cumbia uh, vinyl too slow. And then they were like, damn, this is nice. <laughs> and from there, it started like the cumbia rebajada. And so it's basically a lot of um, Colombian cumbia uh, slowed down by the Mexicans. And then they started making bands uh, in in that type of BPM or, or um, yeah, tempo. Yeah. And, and and it was in, in this marginalized community, like a poor community and, and like kind of gangsters, like uh, with really weird uh, out, uh, outfits and, and haircuts. And that's the whole movie about. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful. And, and when I was watching the, the movie, all these songs that I was looking at, uh, looking up or digging, like maybe two, two three months before, they, they all came in, in the movie and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just heard all those songs and like, not all the songs, but like a few. And I was like, what the hell? This is like a, a signal for me or, or something. And, and that was like, now I'm obsessed by cumbia. And I was looking for the, the right accordion. And it's called Corona, the Honor <laughs> Corona 2. That's, <laughs> that's one. Uh, what a sign. <laughs> yeah. All the signs were like aligned, <laughs> like, Shit. and and so I don't know how to play accordion, but I just tried, and then this little thing happened, and I made a song of it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. What is one of those uh, <clears throat> songs that you discovered? Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, it was like uh, "Cumbia de mi tierra." Um, okay, let's. Uh, I'm so bad. Break out the phone. Look uh, it up. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's but Celso Pina. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's like one of those artists from Mexico that started making that type of cumbia. Um, 
Meanwhile, uh, it's time for a commercial break. We are sponsored by uh, <laughs> nothing. I have something in my hand, but we're not sponsored by that. But uh, if somebody wants to sponsor us, please do. My email is... <laughs> Cumbia de mi tierra. La tropa vallenata. Mm. Vallenata, the, that's like uh, cumbia vallenata. That's like the Colum- Colombian uh, type of cumbia. And that's, that's really the type of cumbia that was really inspired by the Mexicans of Monterrey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, those are a few names, I guess. So many, no, no, that's, so many, that's good. and that's the cool thing also. Like that, like there's like it's like classical music. Like for example, Furilisa um, or whatever. Like there will be a lot of comp- composers or or who's um, actually um, interpretations. Yeah, and and so cumbia or the whole Latin music. They also do a lot of interpretations of one theme song mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful because sometimes it's so shitty that it's like that it's just a karaoke version and then just a random drunk guy singing it but it's so hard sometimes yeah. and that's so beautiful of, of this this culture like that because there was a lot of illegal copy copies and and like you go to these shops and it's like all just burnt cds of like random things uh it's it's so good and and so there's so many versions of every type of song and it's so beautiful the the movie really pictures everything how it is and yeah yeah i'm getting goosebumps thinking <laughs> about it like it's it's, it's so amazing beautiful. i will yeah. i will definitely give it a watch it sounds yeah. very interesting uh definitely for, for me personally as well That's yes cool. yes i mean actually you've answered my second question that I had mm. in mind uh, with that as well, because my other thing was like, what are you listening to right now? Which is <laughs> very stupid. I mean, uh, but I think that's a, unless there is more that yeah, you want to share. Yeah, let's see what my f- last one, yeah. The last one is a cumbia. <laughs> I know, it's a, uh, also bachata. Mm. I'm listening to bachata a lot. And again, like now, I don't know if you know Nati Peluso. Yeah. And Rosalia, yeah, yeah. they f- they released a bachata song and it's like together. No, uh, separately, but, <laughs> but they made a bachata song and it's like, what the hell? It's like another signal or something. I was making a bachata song also with a with a singer uh-huh. from Belgium, and it's like, what the hell? Like, it's insane. Like how 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 these um, things align or resonate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, it's yeah. like the influences. Um, <coughs> they always like whenever you think of something, you can be sure that somebody else have thought has thought of it yeah. before. But it usually happens pretty synchronized. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, I think I want to go that way, and then you're like. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this other person it's, it's that insane. I maybe have links with is yeah. doing like a similar thing, and that—that's very cool. It's crazy. Is it's that is that also how uh, your connection with Dengue 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 happened as well? Because I feel that they're very much in that true. similar field. I, I think that was a different kind of thing. It was just I was really inspired by their music, also because at the time that I was still a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caterpie. Caterpie, yeah. yes. <laughs> we're talking in Pokemon terms, we're talking in yeah, Pokemon yeah, true, terms. Yeah, true, true. Caterpie. At the time I was a Caterpie, um, then I started like uh, like um, finding Dengue, Dengue, Dengue and Chancha Via Circuito, those type of artists, and that really sparked my in, uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, it, like, like hearing Nati Peluso while I was doing something that 
I thought it was like, oh my god, this is gonna be something new. And then it happens there, and it's like, what the fuck? That was just um, an insane thing. But yeah, Dinga, Dinga, Dinga. Um, yeah, they're definitely a big inspiration for me. Definitely, definitely. So it must have been very cool to yeah do something with them. Yeah, definitely. Like, and it went really like super um, uh, organic. Yeah. Like like super smooth. Like um, they they first asked me like, uh, why don't you want to release six five songs on on our label? And I was like, what about? we make one song mm. together and then we release it and they were cool with it like I, I just had one song that I couldn't really finish finish and they just put some little spices on top and it was perfect yeah. sweet yeah it's called Wassels One of my, uh, oh yeah, I did a, a, a mix recently for, uh, which is the first time in a long time, which is coming out soon, about like inspirations, things I very like, and that song is in there. Ooh, so, nice. You know, thank I, you, thank you. you know, I, no, bought it, nice. I bought it on Bandcamp, I didn't oh. pirate it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, no, but also like, like coming back to you also, like, because like, your first name was Corrupted, right? Yeah. And, and I didn't even know um after maybe four times we met or five times after that you did drum and bass mm -hmm. and dubstep yeah or and i, I yeah. started making dubstep and then i made drum and bass for a long time and then i went into weirder electronic things and while i was like because I, I within drum and bass i uh, explored the edges of it for a very long time and there's like all these subcategories of drum and bass and people pushing it uh to the extremes where it becomes like very slow and like half tempo mm. and they take influences from a lot of uh different things like techno and, and stuff like that um while i was doing that and then the footwork thing i started getting intrigued in um arabic sounds mm -hmm. i think that was also around the time that my grandfather passed who's a iraqi and i made a song about like the way I felt when it happened and it was like the first time I think I made something that had um, that sound to it mm -hmm. and I was very captivated by it and it just made me want to delve into it more without yeah. like putting it on like, the nose like really in like you get interested in a in a weird way like yeah. you want to obsessed everything. and yeah. like very like hyper focused yeah. on a thing um, and I can definitely like I think when I was uh, finishing my <coughs> album that was supposed to be a corrupted album, but it felt very different from anything I had done under that. And then I stopped the project, became Eunice, had my Metapod phase and became a Butterfree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, which now, like for me, I'm, I'm finishing my second record and I'm already planning a third one. And it like, it is that route that I want to go. I'm like, okay, I know how to do stuff electronic and I want to experiment more with um, with real instruments, which mm -hmm. I've been doing. I've been learning new things and I've been working with uh, other instrumentalists. But then from that perspective of, I am a diaspora, I'm a, I have a mixed heritage and I find all those things very interesting. How do I combine it? Mm -hmm. And like in a somewhat research capacity, but very yeah. like practical, like doing yeah. stuff, which is why I love like being friends with you and getting mm -hmm. to know you better in yeah, this yeah, uh, capacity well. because it's very like, <laughs> It's super inspiring to hear what you do and the way you yeah. approach it. <laughs> I, I also think like uh, we all approach it in a different way. And, and sometimes I think like I'm not as um, 
uh, how would how would you say like not as professional or like educative, but that, that's always a thing. What is it. professional? Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, at the end, like you do it your own way, and yeah. and and. It, and it's like, it's yeah. like when uh when I see Ipa Pen uh, of your yeah. crew who I I want to talk about Noah Noah's in a bit uh, oh, yeah, more no. as well because I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I saw Pepin a while back and he was like, "Ah, oh, Yunus, I'm very envious of like how professional and like plan planny you are." And I'm like, "Dude, yeah. you don't know what goes on in my head. You have no like." That's what the outside world yeah. sees. Like, oh, Eunice is like doing stuff like this, and yeah. it's very like planned out and like hyper. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever conceptual but like in my head and in my bedroom I'm on the ground like crying <laughs> like ah, I don't want to do this like so it's yeah. it's only what you see or like how I approach things but yeah. then I'm also very uh envious of how he like just does things and yeah. then that I like overthink maybe so it's yeah. we all do our own thing yeah but it all boils down to a certain love for what you do yeah and I think that's very I mean that's yeah I think the, key. the love is yeah definitely love is the real. truth yeah the love is real love is real uh so uh love is real it's a song is it is it probably probably it's it's probably a song (laughs) um so yeah about no one knows which i think uh i love what you guys do uh i mean i'm somewhat affiliated i mean i've I've, I've done things with you guys uh (laughs) and and i think it's uh i think it's beautiful the way you connect people uh from all over belgium uh so Maybe and explain that to some people. Try to go abroad as well. Hey. So um, I don't know. Because um, at, at the core, it's you, Pippin, and Ashley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, we always say like everyone who was once involved is definitely like a member of some kind. Like um, we just want to try to to, to show it that, that it's just like a just it's like a, a community or something. Mm-hmm. It's still like we're we're still building the foundation or something, but like as organic as Pippin is, <laughs> uh, but as uh, as all of us like uh, this, this is how we like it, and 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 we really like how how everything is going now. Also, like kind of like being based now in 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 Brussels, like I think it's the 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 best um, city to build our fun foundation with friends like Yakin and 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 like plan de jeu and and all those type of people like it really feels uh, so natural and 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 almost effortless but of course there is a lot of things um to work on yeah, yeah. but um yeah how, how would i start like uh, i think it really kind of started at Pucuro, no? yeah like, um, or yeah, yeah, I kind of started at Kukuron. That was really like, uh, uh, um, I guess, the first milestone of what no one knows kind of. Um, For everyone who doesn't know, Kukuron uh, is a place in the south of France where Pippin's family had a house and he invited 15 people to go and play music, make art. Uh, Sissel was there, I was there. Um, they made like a small Vice documentary thing about it. Go check yeah, it out. True. That was very nice. And I think that's where most of us got to really know each other. Because mm-hmm. like I knew who you guys were through whatever happened in, in Belgium and stuff. And yeah. I was very and it's, intrigued. It's but crazy. Yeah. How, how, yeah, tell me. Because I mean, just like Pepin messaged me and he was like, oh, I'm doing this thing in the south of France. I would love for you to come. And I was like, sure. Yeah. And then I took a flight and I was there and I didn't know anyone really. I mean, I knew Ashley a little bit. I knew you a little bit. I knew Pepin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just spent three days with you guys and it was super fun. Yeah. And then we all went back and did our own thing. And it just like, and yeah. we just keep running into each other. It's and, crazy. And it's very cool the way yeah. that grew. Like, I think that was the first time I felt a part of something bigger mm-hmm. and not on my own small island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, the collaborations <laughs> that have grown out of that weekend and and the friendships and um, just to see everyone doing their thing, like not just here, but like internationally is very, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was, it was a really beautiful. I think it was five days or something, but it was so beautiful. Like oh yeah, I was only there for a part of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I, I came on the day that we were all playing and I said ah, the one more day and okay, then I okay. went to Marseille just ah, for, okay, yeah. okay. and then we ended up 
taking the same flight because we all missed our flights. True. Yeah, what bullshit. the hell? Yeah. Fucking Ryanair. No, Never yeah. fly with Ryanair. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> like, like just making music, um, having walks in, in the... Because in, it was on a mountain, mm. doing field recordings. Uh, making a compilation out of that. And then we made a compilation of it with all the musicians that were a part of it. And um, yeah, it was... I think that was really kind of the the start of of how we we see no one knows or mm -hmm. something like being very communi uh, community driven driven. Thank you. Um, we finish each other's sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and and like now uh, we did like events for for um, like recently recently we did like a listening session. Which we also did like back back when we were in in Hasselt, like in the anti-squad building. Right. Yeah. And and just like casually, like just inviting people to. We did the same with Corona as well. Exactly. Yeah. And that w we we always resonated with that as well from our le uh, recent event. Like ah, oh, we sh we should just do it like Corona, like very casual, mm -hmm. just like in Hasselt. Because I remember Ufuk was there. And he can he he can explain so good about like like records, mm -hmm. and it was so nice. Um, and just listening to the music, and so this time we did at, we did it at CU again with Pilar, and it was it was such a nice night. Like like everyone cozy. It was raining so hard, so everyone stayed inside with their shoes off. There was so many pillows everywhere, mm. and we invited artists to talk about their music. And we had the visuals as well, if people had video clips. And uh, yeah, it was really nice. Like every time someone said something nice of, or they liked the music, they were like <laughs> snapping their fingers. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, it was really nice. And I think like in the future wise, like no one knows, it's going to be some things like that. Also like parties, of course, because I like parties. <laughs> and I think everyone does. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. And also, like, label-wise, like, releasing music also. Because mm. we did the first compilation. We did Dushime. Yeah. Um, Who's amazingly talented as well. Yes. Very, uh, very much on the lookout um check out their stuff individually check out n-o-a-n-n-a-o-s yeah no one knows written in a very fucked up way yes, <laughs> but, exactly. but, but it's it's nice <laughs> um oof. how long have we been talking 50 minutes 50 right yeah. 15, no no it's, it's like only one. been five <laughs> minutes so we're in the void this is the matrix um no wow thank you it's, it's already been very um i mean as some people might have noticed listening, we do know each other. And, yeah. And this is what the stories were. But I do feel like I've uh, gotten to know a different side of you in a very uh, informal way, which is yes. what this podcast is to <laughs> me, which I hope it is for the guys as well. Yes. Thank you again, Sweaty Palms, for making me a part of your cozy little family. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I've been just saying shit. But no, I yeah, I've been. Well. <laughs> I think I said uh, I said a lot, and yeah, and, and it was yeah, it was great. Is there anything else I want to know? Uh, um, the audience has has some questions. <laughs> it's a, it's a very cozy uh, yes. small gathering, but uh, yes. I enjoy everyone being here. Thank you. <laughs> um, it it didn't <laughs> it didn't feel weird or anything, so that's good. <laughs> Um, not yet hmm. okay I guess you know we'll just wrap it up I don't yep. feel like we need to keep on keeping on I like um, that. I like that. but I do have 
the final question oh, that I ask everyone. I have to pee pee. I actually do too. Oh my god, shall we go to the toilet together after this? Um, so, every episode I end on uh, the one question that interests me as a person, as an artist, as a lover of culinary things, as you maybe can see where I'm going with this. Um, Peanut butter. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, that's a wrap. No, so. Um, Every episode, I end with a question. Um, I ask the, the guests to describe their musical taste as a dish or their own catalog as a dish. Cool. And it can be, so let me uh, explain the rules a bit. Uh, it can be a single dish. It can be a course. Mm -hmm. It can be um, ingredients. Anything is possible. We've had very uh, broad, uh, this is the 10th one, I think. 12, going fast. Uh, we've had very various um, dishes. dishes and, and, and from very surreal <laughs> things to very real things. To, yes. Oh, shit. Uh, hard bar. I should be a rapper. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so anything goes. Uh, but you can okay. think about it for a bit. I yeah, won't. let me think about it. Uh, and then probably in the audio, it's going to cut right to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will, I will uh, maybe give an example. No, I'll, but I, I, uh, no, I, well. I know what you mean. So uh, my fantasy is just so big. Uh, <laughs> let me think. This is my favorite moment of the, the show. Because it just like, the, the things I get are so funny to me. Because it's it just like, it usually really sums up the person I'm talking to very yes. well. And the sun has come out, which yeah. is beautiful. That's nice. Fuck. I want to say so many things, but I have to make it into an understandable thing. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Or, yeah. We'll cut the silence. Cause yeah. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let's see. Um... Ah, it's it's too hard. Like, uh, okay, I'm gonna say random shit. This uh, one. So it's uh, yahua, which is a Bol Bolivian spice. Mm -hmm. So it's spice. We we got that right. Spice. It's spicy, spicy music. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, visualize a dish that that has uh, shaking things, mm. like that. It, it's kind of like a like because of the percussion that's everywhere and nowhere and uh, it an interesting thing uh you know how like bacon sizzles and like stuff mm. like that maybe something not okay. necessarily bacon but okay. like stuff that sizzles in it yes yes like you can have vegetables like if you uh, put them in oil and like start frying them they wait start and it explodes ah that's the one something in oil wait i saw yeah i saw yeah. eggs exploding so an exploding eggs. egg Oof. i guess an exploding spicy uh, egg but it goes everywhere, and then I have to try f finding something that has with something with soundtrack music. But I don't know. <laughs> this this is a hard one for me. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I probably have to wait, uh, think about it a full evening to find like the perfect. Okay, dish. Uh, let me tell you. Let me let me say thing. If you uh, find a dish okay. later today, okay, send me a voice note and we will edit it okay, in. Okay, nice. And <laughs> this is the first time we're doing it, but I feel that it will be genius. So I want to give you the opportunity to okay. do that. Okay, let's do that. Let's okay, do that. cool. So uh, voice note place here. Sadly, Susabrino never sent us a voice note, so, you know, we'll never find out. So that was the voice note Susabrino said. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for wow, being here. Whoa, whoa that's crazy dish. I want to eat 70 of those <laughs> in different capacities at different times of the day. Four in the morning after a DJ set of yours, I want to eat that. Um, nice. Thank you for being here. It was lovely seeing you again and talking thank to you, you in, in this way and form. Um, is there anything else you would like to share? Uh, no, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having this talk. And 
Although it's with mics, we, <laughs> we, we could have done this without mics as well. I will shake your hand. <laughs> And uh, no, thank you. Really, no. it's genuine. Thank you, Sweaty Palms. Thank you, Full Circle. Uh, thank you, Muka. Um, because you're apparently too uh, coy to do so by Susabrino's new record, uh, which is called... Pocualeito. Pocualeito. Did I say it right? Yes. Nice. Um, Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Band uh, support the boy, the man, the butterfree. And um, <laughs> see you somewhere soon, hopefully, and yes. in whatever capacity. And probably let's, tonight. Ah, probably tonight. <laughs> which, uh, sorry to the people listening to this, when the, you hear this, oh, yeah. um, the party will have happened. But tonight it's full circle, and Susbrino is DJing at the Big Fabric with uh, a lot of other cool people. So if you happen to future vision, I'll see you there tonight, and I'll, <laughs> uh, I don't know, sucks you weren't there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>